0: Give the secret handshake.
1: Check your cloaks. And remove
0: your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want
2: they to know about.
1: This is bullshit.
2: This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine.
1: Welcome to the In Search Of series here on the Illuminati Social Club, and I don't know what happened to my voice. Uh, I'm your host, Jason from Parma, joining me, as he does, from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Oliver Oxide.
0: Hello all, how are you?
1: Good. How about yourself?
0: Super, thank you.
1: Excellent. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dr. Steve Cloutier. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Good. It's ra- it's raining, but you know, maybe that's just little UFOs falling from the sky. It, it could be. It could be
0: <laughs> with Australian accents. Yes. Ah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. We are discussing season four, episode four. In an episode that is not found. Uh the episode number for this is four hundred four, according to my. according, according to yeah. Eh, forget it. <laughs> we are talking about <laughs> UFO Australia. It's a f- oh, fascinating-ish... No, no, it's not. Uh, it's an episode. Um... <laughs> As Dave Broaddag would say, it was something that was on television. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, why don't you give us your impressions first this week?
3: Um... Well, I'm I'm going to go a, a bit uh, uh, probably against the tide and say I, I kind of enjoyed this episode, mm. um, only because I know a lot about some of the stories that they're talking about. Mm, okay, and I get to do what I enjoy doing um, and showing off the wrong, but <laughs> <at> showing off, <laughs> showing that I know more than they do, <laughs> which is always fun. I don't often get a chance to do it, but yes.
1: so when I do it, I take it. Good, Oliver. What did you think?
0: Why do you do this to me, Jason? <laughs> this, this, this made the Great Lakes Triangle seem like Wrath of Khan. I mean, I, this was this was just oh.
1: I, I didn't, didn't even, do this. In Search of even, did this to you.
0: I know. I didn't even get any like New Zealand comedy accents out of it. Like no, you know, someone saying the fleeg or something. I I didn't. I, I got nothing out of this. Except I got very angry at the end, but we'll get there. Yes.
1: So, but, um... Ugh,
0: yes. As yes. To, to quote Dave it, Broadbeck, it was something that was on TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but enough, enough. well, let's see. I, I I was... Okay, it was, yes. I third that motion. It, it was something that was on TV. <laughs> but uh, let's let Leonard introduce us to what we're talking about. And there's probably, like, lots of long clip on this one, you know, that I probably could have cut out, but I didn't.
2: In December 1978, a Melbourne, Australia television news crew filmed an object they claimed was a UFO. That film gave chilling credibility to an earlier report of an Australian pilot who disappeared after he radioed that he was being strafed by a UFO. Don't Sierra Juliet, affirmative. It's not an aircraft. It's Are there UFOs in the skies over Australia and New Zealand? No. No. <laughs>
1: um so when we come back from the uh thing whatever, you know, from the introduction you know, after they after they run the title cards and all that stuff, they start showing pictures of UFOs, which could easily be forged, um, and most of them have already been debunked. Of course, that was after 1979 when this episode aired, but yeah, uh, Oliver, anything? Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We, we got to keep you from falling asleep over here.
0: Yeah, no, it was it, – it It just – I always wonder, like, why is Australia – the whole point of this is why is Australia so specific? <laughs> you know, it, it's like they're treating this like Australia is kind of like the rest stop, the riser, if you will, of <laughs> UFOs. I mean, we've had them in New Hampshire. You know, we've had them in Nevada. We've had, apparently, aliens like deserts. Mm -hmm. You go by the Nevada thing Mm -hmm. and the Australia thing. And in Tunguska. Mm -hmm. I mean, apart from that, what they, you know, they never land in Belgium. No. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they never land in Harvard Yard. No. It's like, oh, why are we, why are we now, why don't we, why don't they just do the episode where, uh, on UFOs, and just say that these were sighted in Australia. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to do this whole kind of misnomer that they're only visiting, you know, huh. down under?
1: I have no idea, Steve. Do you have any insight into that?
3: Well, I think it's just the the story of the um, pilot. Huh. I, I, I think that's what they wanted. They wanted to tell that story.
1: So tell the story of the pilot, and don't don't I I don't agree. sit and wrap it up in like you know. 10 million, uh, uh, UFO sightings took place in the last 10 years in Australia. No, just it, we have this story about this guy that, yeah, which we'll get into in a bit, but yeah, you know, not yet.
3: All, 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 also, did you recognize the ending of the, the episode?
1: No. Okay. We'll okay. get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> way to, way to, way to tease it. I mean, uh-huh. Really? So I mean, Really? You know, yep uh so what what is this um oh yeah a mention of uh my fifth birthday
2: ufo sightings occur throughout the world but the great majority of reports have been in the southern hemisphere in the skies over new zealand and australia it was here that the most astounding ufo footage in history was recorded
1: yes apparently this took place on uh December 21st, 1978, which, as I said, is was my fifth birthday. Um, the footage that they showed was not very convincing at all.
0: Can I bring up two things here? Sure. Was that clip, was that clip from when Nimoy was on the beach? I don't know. Okay. Well, when, we, when the clip, when he shows up on the beach, he looks like he's just woken up. Because <laughs> he probably did. That's number did. one. I mean, jet lag, maybe. And number two, the majority have happened in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Does Area 51 strike a bell <laughs> anywhere here? <laughs> I, 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 <sighs> oh, they're just, they're, they're, they seem, the writers seem to be writing it. They're reverse engineering it. They're yeah. grasping at
1: straws. Yeah. They're uh, trying to
0: make
1: it fit. <laughs> by by the way, something that they didn't know then, because well, it's a fairly new statistic. Uh UFO sightings are down. Like, not as many people see UFO. Also, not as many people see Bigfoot. You know, and we're all carrying cameras now. <laughs> and yet. We have fewer UFO sightings these days. Hmm.
3: Well, Bigfoot has radar that allows him to avoid the camera.
1: Ah, that's right.
3: Um, um, and he clo- he cloaks himself now, so that that explains that. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> clo- cloaking device. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um. By, being by a the way, dimensional being, he can do that.
1: <laughs> by the way, do I have? I I don't. I can't remember if I have it in here. Um. But I'll just use it now. Uh, the footage—you uh, could tell that the UFO knew it was being recorded because it, it turned on its blurry shield. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that on Facebook somewhere. Somebody posted it. You know, there, there's a camera. Turn on the blurry field. So, um, yeah. So now we get to the story of Captain Powell. This is not the big story that Steve is talking about, but this is nope. uh, Captain Powell. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head because I Vern, 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 Vern. Vern. <laughs> Vern. I, I wish I had a uh, a clip of Ernest, but I don't. Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> so let, let's let's hear about Vern. On
2: December 21st, 1978, radar bowls near Wellington, New Zealand picked up what air traffic controllers called an unexplained blip. A local pilot, Vern Powell, was at the same time bound on a cargo mission from the South Island to the North Island of New Zealand. Powell described the object as anything but plane-like in nature. What was it that Captain Powell, a 35-year flying veteran, saw in that December night sky.
1: Uh, For the record, I cut out like 15 seconds of completely annoying uh, keyboard trying to sound like theremin music. (laughs) Uh, By the the way, uh, so far this season, we've done four episodes, has this been the most annoying music season so far?
3: Yes. Thank you.
1: So... What, what did Captain Powell see? What could it have been? I, I'm thinking a reflection in the window. Um, Possibly. Because uh, if you don't know, um, glass on airplanes is usually double pane, and it's quite a distance. Like There's usually a, a sizable air gap uh, that's for... I think primarily for insulation purposes, but when you get a reflection in the the further section of glass, it looks really weird because you're seeing the the the, the inside glass first, and yet you're seeing this reflection on the outside glass, which is like really. And it moves differently than you. It, it it's a perspective thing. So that's my guess. Foo fighters,
3: yes. Right, foo foo fighters. For those of you who don't know, was a, is a Second World War thing. <laughs> uh, p- pilots in the Second World War used to re- used to say that they they would see these kinds of lights in the sky, and they they mm-hmm. called them foo fighters. Oh, okay. Um, and most people think that that's what it was. It was some kind of reflection mm-hmm. on the glass, um, you know, and and so you know all this sort of s- a slight mythology about both mm-hmm. the mean UFOs and stuff f- and, flew up. It came up around them, so uh-huh. you know, and and like say they refer to them as the Foo Fighters. Oh, okay,
0: See, I just thought Steve was talking about like the video to learn to fly. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> Dave Grohl and Drag. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> ah, and also the. Uh... I believe that was the origin for the name of the band.
0: Yes. Was. Yeah.
1: Yes. So. Excellent. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, it could have been a weather balloon. It could have been sunlight or or, or the moon uh, glinting off an airplane in the distance. Um, but there are several reasonable explanations uh before we ever have to resort to ufo's so yeah anyone
3: could have been jupiter
1: could have been jupiter could have been venus could have been swamp gas uh <laughs> okay maybe not <laughs> i'm just
3: i'm just thinking ahead it was, it was probably jupiter before venus
1: yes yeah
3: that's... i'm sorry half
0: of them look fake to me <laughs> like like just basic fakeness oh
1: yeah me. um and we talked to Douglas Mabin from the New New, Ze- New Zealand Mount John Observatory. And uh, to me, to me, Mr. Mabin is our voice of reason candidate for this season.
0: Oh, absolutely agree.
1: <laughs> so let's hear what he has to say. And it, it might be a little difficult. He does have a very, he talks, he kind of mumble talks and, he has an accent, so listen carefully.
2: The reports of these have been going on for so many years now, and if there's such an intelligent uh, set of people about us coming from outside the Earth that have been coming around all these times, I think by now they would have landed and introduced themselves.
1: I agree. Why are aliens going to travel, you know, hundreds uh hundreds of millions of millions of miles and you know just to crash in the desert or set off a nuclear explosion as we saw in uh Siberian fireball
3: he he's he's also the one who suggests that it could it, it's most likely Venus or Jupiter mm-hmm. uh, and, and and this is why i said you know what i think is the po- the po- vern saw was jupiter because what what uh, mabin says that um if it's in if you see it in the day, it's more likely to be Venus, and if you see it at night, it's more likely to be Jupiter, just because of the, mm-hmm. you, you know, space stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> stuff. That or- that, ladies orbit. and gentlemen,
1: is a technical orbit. term. Yes, it
3: is. I couldn't I couldn't think of the word orbit. Um, yes, because of the orbits and things like that, you, we're we're more likely to see Venus and in the, in the morning right uh and jupiter at night and so that's why when when um Vern Powell sees this thing that i if it is a planet and he's seeing i i would presume it would be jupiter over venus
1: and, and by the way right after right, right after that clip that i played Nimoy comes in with uh with voiceover that says others weren't so sure <laughs> Of course not, because, you know, this guy just gave a reasonable explanation. Uh, And and I didn't put the whole Venus and Jupiter thing in there, because that that clip would have been like two minutes long. that's fair enough. We we try to fly through these things. Uh, So now Quentin Fogarty was requested to do a story on Powell's flight. So he did this ten days after the flight. Uh, and I, I just think the aliens would have been long gone or they, or they would have been visiting, uh, New Mexico. Um, so, and, and he get you know, he gets on the plane and he said he had a strange feeling about the flight. Well, yeah, of course he went up basically thinking he's going to see something. You know, he's doing this about UFOs. It's, it's that mental, you know, you go into a haunted house expecting to see a ghost. Well, any noise you hear is automatically a ghost before it's, you know, just a noise. Yeah. So anything you see in the sky is going to be a UFO. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my two cents. <laughs> And then I just had to laugh, you know, he was smoking on the airplane. I know. <laughs> I love that. He's like sitting back in the cargo bay just 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 they, they, puffing they, on they, a stick, you know.
0: The guy the guy's the guy's pulling a heater in the in the plane, then we see the air traffic controller. He's he's having a sig too. I mean it's just like uh the seventies. oh uh,
1: yes. Uh by the way, uh they did get film of the object and here's where I wrote it, but it appeared to be equipped with the blurring field. <laughs> Why can't anyone get a perfectly clear picture of a UFO?
0: Well, first of all, you, you're doing this demonstration ten ten days later, and it re, it reappears ten days later. Does that not just scream hoax?
1: Oh yeah. I
0: mean, come or, on, people. You know,
1: Jupiter. You know, Jupiter is still up at that point. Okay, well, you, you know, know, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, it's in a different spot in the sky, but it's still up.
3: Well, one of the things they say is is that it, it is reflecting off the water, mm-hmm. and that's what they're seeing. They're seeing they're, they're actually seeing the reflection off the water. Aha! So I'm sitting there thinking, and I've got this written in my notes as "You mean the moon?" <laughs> <laughs> that's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well because you know cuz if it's yeah. reflecting off the water you got the reflections off the water and mm-hmm. as you as you explained about the glass you got the reflections in the glass which is all distorting what it looks like mm-hmm. you know and and so for me that's what it is it's the moon right
4: Yeah
3: I mean it, we we could project, be better it, Go ahead I was going to say if project UFO from the 1970s has taught me anything <laughs> it is that you can you're probably seeing the moon <laughs>
0: Also, the other thing we should point out at this this juncture is that they keep on calling it a UFO,
1: a UFO, which is what they
0: call it in England. I just love that.
1: Well, they, they call the underground club in uh, in in England, it, it, England the too. UFO. It, yeah, sure. <laughs> Pink Floyd got their 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 uh, start. Ugh. Sorry, I had you know, to bring it up.
0: I know, you know, I get accused of Star Trek references. It's like Pink <laughs> Floyd references
1: everywhere. So, I I have another. I, I, have, I, I have eight clips for this episode, by the way.
2: Oh, how did you manage that?
1: <laughs> uh, trust me.
2: Okay. <laughs> the film, shot by Fogarty and Crockett, has since been analyzed by U.S. and Australian scientists. Their conclusions have been that it does show some metallic object unearthly in its brightness. No one will hazard a guess as to what it was or why it appeared where it did.
1: So scientists won't guess what was on the film because there wasn't enough information. This appears, ladies and gentlemen, to be an absolutely bona fide case of a UFO. (laughs) Unidentified flying object. Not aliens. Yeah. (laughs) I also
3: think that this was the clip where he was on the beach. Ah, okay. Oh, really? Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. At least it wasn't in a Speedo. (laughs) There's an image you don't want in your head. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So now we get to the Frederick Valentik case. The disappearance of Frederick Valentik on YouTube for those of you following along at home. Um, he was a young, they, they, they build him up as this young, uh, hotshot pilot who's, you know, already an instructor despite his young age. So, you know, they're, they're, they're saying that he's, you know, he's that guy, you know, that he could never possibly make a mistake. They,
3: they even say that he was an instructor. He was that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. You know he was a he was an instructor despite his age. Oh yeah. So right. I just think Freddie was hallucinating. Um, but actually there there are better uh, explanations for this. There are five possible theories. Uh huh. And none of them, am I am I right? None of them uh, are actually UFOs.
3: Well, the fifth one is UFO. Oh.
1: Well, that's not a theory. Uh, you've always, you've
0: always, you, that's always the you know the, the one that has to come last. Of that's course. the
1: go-to. Oh, of course. So I have the clip.
2: Abound. Some say that Valentic became disoriented and saw this lighthouse. A second theory is that he saw lights of fishing vessels and then, becoming disoriented, spiraled his plane into the ocean. Guido Valentic. Frederick's father believes otherwise.
4: Well, after Frederick reported this uh, UFO incident, I'm uh, inclined to think uh, that it could be some intelligent life in the outer space. Uh, despite all the officials trying to suppress this, or really uh, makes me very confused because knowing Frederick he radiated and uh, knowing my son wouldn't make himself so ridiculous in stating things like that so I'm inclined to believe that really must be something in the space that the general population may not aware to be and I realized after this, his disappearance which I couldn't have the opportunity before there are many calls I get from various parts of the world. And I really encourage me to believe that he could be still alive. I be with another intelligence and spies.
1: People, no! So that's theory number one.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that is, okay, by far the UFO theory is absolutely the simplest reason that the, the you know no any of the other four are more likely and well that goes without saying i you know the the fifth one does not even need to be discussed
0: no, because four more plausible ones are there. I mean, the...
3: I mean, Steve, it's one of the what are they? Okay, the 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 five theories are the UFO.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's number one. That's the easiest one, the simplest one. Okay, there
3: were certain certain things he said that 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 were lies in the story. So the the second theory is that he faked his death,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that he's still alive, living somewhere else. Um. The third one is that he was a bit of a practical joker, and so he was playing a joke on the air traffic controllers, and somehow, and because of that, he wasn't paying attention and he crashed or something like that. And the other two are probably the the most reasonable ones. One, that he experienced experienced spatial disorientation. Mm Mm-hmm. And the lights he was seeing above him were actually his own lights, and he was actually flying upside down, and he didn't realize it, which, which is kind of what happened uh, – which, which is the theory that – what happened to JFK Jr. Yes, right? yes. They, that's, that's the fourth one. And the fifth one is similar in the sense that he th- – that theory is that that he had the illusion of the, of the tilted horizon. Mm-hmm. And what that is basically is you think you're flying level. But you're mm-hmm. really not, mm-hmm. and and you end up going into this sort of like what they refer to as a death spiral. Yes, and then you you because you can't get out of it out of the, because you don't realize you're spiraling and you crash. And so those are the five theories.
1: And there is you know, and and I hear you know, you could hear people already saying out there you know, well, what about his instruments, um. There are cases where pilots will ignore their instruments and trust their eyes.
3: Exactly. They trust their instincts over their instruments. Yeah. Their instruments are lying, not their eyes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the other thing is if I'm not mistaken, um, the problem with JFK was that it got dark and he was not instrument rated. He no. didn't know how, he didn't know how to read the instruments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and so we don't know whether this guy was I what is it IRL rated? I don't know what the actual term is. Um but we don't know whether he was or not.
3: Well, what, what we do know about him is that he was not as good of a pilot as they said he did. Hmm. He, he only had 150 hours flying experience. Oh he had only been flying a year. He had been rejected from the Australian Air Force and he he wrote exams um, to become a convert, to get his convert, commercial license pilot. He wrote it five times. Oof. He failed all five times.
1: So he's not a good pilot. No. So he was hard.
3: I mean, inexperienced pilot, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. He only had 150 hours, mm-hmm.
0: right? Hey, Steve, I watched a documentary last weekend, and I think Jason did as well, about a guy who learned how to fly on Microsoft Simulator. Oh, yeah. And he got, <laughs> and he got a license. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, that would be the uh, Fire Festival. Um, Hulu or Netflix? Uh,
0: the Netflix one was called Fire Fraud, and the Netflix one was called um, the Fire Festival, the festival that never happened or something okay. like that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, even but even the best pilots can become disoriented.
0: But why? Why in the world would you not trust your instruments? You're in three dimensions. That's what the instruments are there for.
1: It. Yeah. Nobody knows.
3: <laughs> well, we. Th- we I, I presume we think that the the it looks okay to us, so the machine must be wrong. All right. And I, I believe, and I, I may be wrong about this, but I believe this was his first night flight. Oh. Oh well, on his own, right? Yeah. So you know.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, now we get to the point where in search of goes full (laughs) in search of
0: oh boy this is where i got angry
2: one of the most bizarre attempts to prove valentic still lives is conducted by new zealand psychic colin amory he claims that through the power of a seance he can contact valentic and speak in his voice painless and is not difficult to bear.
1: What a crack of shit.
0: This, this, I, I know I can't swear on this the podcast, so this a-hole, <laughs> I'm just ready to kill because not only is he being being disingenuous with all of this he's he's keeping hope alive for his poor father mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff this is the worst damage that psychics do oh yeah, yeah. is that they 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 put hope into people where oh it drives me crazy makes Lady, me very angry
1: ladies and gentlemen go back to a previous uh, traditional episode of the illuminati social club to hear me and oliver talk about psychics oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah in search of wooze it up. At least, at, at least they acknowledge that it's bizarre. <laughs> it, it was a bizarre attempt. It was also a fraudulent attempt, but you
0: know, Oh, just drives oh. me crazy.
1: I know. So, uh...
0: but you're right, Jason. I mean, they had to go in search of at some point, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and they went full in search of it in the last two minutes.
1: Oh yeah, and, and then they. Then they go and do that, an, another In Search Of thing. They, they go back, they call back to a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, here, here's that final clip.
2: For years, In Search Of cameras have found and recorded the reports of individuals claiming to have seen oh, UFOs. And there was
4: this weird object, funny
2: noises, and it was really bright. When I first saw it, I was standing approximately right here. But I couldn't get too good of a view of it because the brush and the trees were in the way. I, I don't know how many people saw it and told us the next day that they saw this thing up in the sky. In the sky. I noticed up by the blue shed over there that there was uh, something in the sky. It was definitely right there.
1: On the night of November 2nd, 1975, I was sitting here doing my homework, and I looked out the window, and right above
2: the blue building... I saw a UFO come down out of the sky. All of these first-hand accounts, together with the strange occurrences in the southern hemisphere, only makes one wonder what really does exist in outer space.
1: No, but wait I okay. I have to play the beginning of that again because listen to all of the modifiers on that opening sentence. Listen carefully.
2: For years, in search of cameras have found and recorded the reports of individuals claiming to have seen UFOs. And was a
4: weird
1: They have recorded individ- for for years in search of cameras have found and recorded individuals who claimed to have seen UFOs. But you you're waiting for them to say, you know, for for years in search of has recorded or you know, seen and recorded UFOs, but no, they just found people who think they saw UFOs.
3: And uh, this is not just a callback. <laughs> this is actual footage from episode one or season one, episode twenty-one. Oh, yeah, UFOs. This is this is they actually. This is from Medford, Minnesota. Mm, yes, yeah. that's Janet K. They they actually just rehashed. Wow, past, past yeah. None of, none of none of my
0: Mormon peeps from from UFO captives got got, oh, but you know, Janet <laughs> got a redo.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, UFOs. So we've come to the end of this thing that was on TV. Yes. Um. Anyone have anything to add? Oliver.
0: Oh, no, please make it stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Steve.
3: Um, no, uh, I'll just point out that um, they said Valentic went to get crayfish from um, somebody, but that was a lie.
1: Oh, really? What was he doing? Yeah, there, was,
3: there was no crayfish. Nobody knows. There's oh. no crayfish. Oh, no. that sounds like he was going to see a woman. Well, that, well the, the suggestion was he was either because he told this to his girlfriend. Uh, so oh right he's going you to know, pick the
1: theory-
3: up db oh yeah nudge nudge wink wink <laughs> yeah, yeah so the theory is he was either cheating on his girlfriend or he was running drugs ah uh, yeah
1: well maybe he was shot down by the drug cartel
3: in australia yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, well yeah. actually new zealand right
1: the the new zealand drug cartel i mean come on yes. we've all I've heard about of them.
0: i've heard about them yes
1: <laughs> anyway uh oliver tell people where they can find you
0: you can find me on twitter at oliver rockside
1: steve i too am on twitter at doc pinko and you can find me at alien cg and you can find this podcast at illuminati pod ladies and gentlemen look up in the sky it's bare blurry (laughs) 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 Mm -mm. have a good week everyone toodles kids see ya